Welcome to Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights that inspire you to get your story told. Be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com, and while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. Now sit back, get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This episode of Leap Into Your Story podcast is brought to you by Leap Into Your Story course. Visit leapintoyourstory.com where you have a guide to get your story told. I've always been interested in storytelling. Um, you know, even when I, another thing when I was a little kid, if I saw a movie I really liked, I would come home and I'd draw comic books of the sequel of that. So, you know, like what would happen to the characters after that. So I guess I started, um, you know, of course I, I started in the, in film in working in as a screenwriter. Um, and my interest in that really started uh, like many people of my generation with the movie Star Wars. Um, I saw that when I was a little kid and kind of was blown away and obsessed with it. And, um, you know, I would read everything I could about it. This is back in the pre-internet days, pre-DVD extra days. Um, so uh, my dad's Time magazine um, came in the mail and it had R2-D2 and C-3PO on it. So I broke that open and read that. And um, I started reading about this guy, George Lucas, who had um, came up with all of this stuff in Star Wars. Uh, and I thought, wow, that sounds like a, a really cool job. I think maybe I'd like to do that for a living. Um, and, you know, probably really the first time I really thought about the fact that people made movies, that that was a job. And, you know, in my life, I really, there's, you know, I didn't know anybody in the film business. I wasn't related to anybody. So um, that did two things. One is nobody said, that's crazy. You can't do that. So, um, which was good. Um, and then on the other hand, like I had no idea how to do that. Um, but I went to film school and I kind of started doing more cinematography there. And when I graduated was working, you know, the entry level jobs in um, grip and electric type works and the camera side of things, um, you know, mostly working on commercials and music videos and one or two day jobs. And, and I still, and my whole thing was like, when I didn't have a job, when I wasn't working, I would write, um, work on screenplays. Um, and one of the things I wrote, then again, I still really didn't know anything. Um, uh, but in that period, I wrote um, a screenplay called Melanie's Getting Married, which ultimately became Pseudo Alabama. But that screenplay was nothing like it. I, I kind of finished that screenplay and said it was a little bit of like a um, like kind of a raunchy sex comedy type thing, like a Revenge of the Nerds. And I really I finished the first draft and just thought this isn't what I want to write. This isn't the kind of movie I want to do. So um, so I just put it in a in a uh, drawer and never really looked at it again. Um, so I ended up going back to film school and studying screenwriting because I was kind of, you know, really enjoying that part of it more. Um, and then I, I reached a point towards um, where we, so we had to do, it was a two-year program, it was back at USC again, a two-year program for the graduate screenwriting program. Um, and then you wrote for your master's thesis, it was a screenplay. Um, so the last year we were, we were supposed to be writing the screenplay and I had gotten to about um, Thanksgiving working on this one idea and it just wasn't coming together. I couldn't really figure it out. And I thought, man, I'm going to, if I don't get this solved soon, I'm going to, um, 
I'm not going to graduate on time. I'm going to have to take another semester. And, you know, it's a very expensive private school and I didn't want to do that. So I thought, um, you know, I, I wrote that script, Melanie's Getting Married, and, and I kind of always liked the character and I liked the title. And, um, and so I came up with a different approach to it. It, was, it had always been about a woman who goes back home. She was going to get married, but she has to go back home to solve a problem. But I said, you know, what if it's more of a romantic comedy? And her problem is that she's still married and she has to get a, a divorce. So, and I thought, you know, romantic comedy is basically, there's only like three structures for romantic comedy you know, and I, I've tried to break that structure and do something different. And it just doesn't, you know, there's a reason why it is because there's a, a certain artificiality to romantic comedies, you know, where like in real life, when people like each other, they just get together and like, there's no movie there. So, you know, um, so I like, you know, romantic comedy, I know what the structure is. I'll be able to finish the, the script. Um, so I wrote that um, after college, you know, this was also, I was fortunate to graduate in an era where Hollywood was really looking for original scripts. You know, um, that was really something that, you know, everybody was searching for that hot new writer and it's not that way now. Um, but I was able to get an agent, um, you know, over a, ser- a several year period, it didn't happen overnight, but I was able to get an agent and eventually sell the script. And of course it got made. And um, that was, I didn't, realized at the time quite how rare that was. I thought, oh, this is easy. You know, you write a script and then they buy it and gets made, hit movie. It's a little bit off your beating path, correct? From your other series. It definitely is because I started writing mysteries. Then I went to paranormal and this is my first general fiction. And about the rebranding, I think it goes back. You have to consider it right from the conception of your novel. And if you have a category A, you take a little bit of that and you transfer it to category B. And then maybe in category C, maybe both of them, maybe just one of them. Um, For instance, in Hopscotch Life, I started out writing mysteries. I did not want to put a mystery in. I didn't want to make this a mystery. I wanted it to be a decided um, personal growth general fiction novel. When you do that with choosing these elements from category A into category B into category C, whatever, um, when you go to market it, depending on who you are talking to, what cluster of readers, you can use the terms that we've kind of groomed readers to understand. So to mystery readers, I would use the terms that mystery readers tend to understand. Um, There's no paranormal in this, so that was not applicable. Um, But to general fiction readers, I use the terms that they understand. And a lot of it you can get out of the reviews you get. Reviewers see what reviewers highlight as important to them because it's not gonna be the same with each one. And, use the kind of language that they use to describe it, depending on which camp the reviewer is from. So it's not fake branding. It's not saying anything that's not there, but novels are incredibly complex anyway. And you can always draw some threads in this description, some threads in that description. And it is a way of not just appealing to multiple groups of readers, but expanding their interest. 
I see so many new writers who are so perfectionistic and they're, they really struggle with that. I understand. I have too. We want to put our best work forward, of course. Um, but how, when you're learning something brand new, can it be perfect? Whatever perfection is, I don't happen to think it exists anyway. But um, when you're new, even when you're not new, when you're writing a first draft, you really need to just let it go and not try to hold the material as tightly. Um, save the perfection for that last uh final polish when you're checking the little nitpicky aspects, but you really have to let go of the perfectionism. And I find that new writers, of course, struggle with it. Thank you for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. Remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like to us via your favorite social media network. We're looking forward to seeing you next time on the Leap Into Your Story podcast.